0: podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is your nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, VR queen, my mom.
1: Hey. (laughs) VR queen. Yes.
0: So, we we literally just got out of VR, you in particular. Yeah. So, so, um, to catch everybody up, we are discussing virtual reality here today. And uh, for what I have available to me, what I have is an HTC Vibe. Um, it's a second, it's the second generation of VR that's probably the more, um, I, what I found to be the more, was probably the better one I f- at the time. Um, so there's two major players in the VR game right now. There's the Oculus Rift, which is owned by Facebook, and then there is the uh, HTC Vibe, which is a collaboration between Steam, which is the online uh, Netflix or Amazon of online video games. Um, and uh, HTC which was originally a cell phone company now does other other stuff as well Um, and so what makes the two initially different at the time in which I purchased it was that um, the Oculus Rift had two cameras that it had on either side of you but it only gave you about a hundred and eighty degree of movements of movement so you couldn't look around you and you couldn't look you know you can only you can only look in front of you you couldn't look around you at all but with the with the HTC Vibe it lets you move in a full 3D space and look all around you. So that's why I got the Vive over the H- over the Oculus Rift. The Oculus Rift has had newer versions of it that have come out, including um, the Oculus Quest, which is its own standalone unit that doesn't actually require the cameras or the base stations, from what I understand. Um, and so what the so what you so if we go look to my living room here, you'll see the tripods with the black camera black uh, uh, satellites on them. So what they do is they track the headset where it is in a physical 3D space by triangulation and, they ha- and that's how it figures out where you are in the 3D realm. So you just came out of VR. What do you think?
1: Oh it's incredible. I, I sat there I, mean, uh, I think I even told you I think I even told you when, uh, when we were first in it um, that uh, I could take a vacation in that, that opening mm-hmm.
0: There's there's people, that, there's people that have made actual, like, just 3D environments for you to kind of just lounge in and chat in. And then there's people who have made uh, little movies in there as well that are in a 3D space. So you kind of see it from a 3D angle almost. Yeah. So, the, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that's doable in this. Um, so, the first one we, we tried out here was the home screen for the HTC Vibe. You had a real kick out of that.
1: Because it's so pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's it's relaxing, and I, I just wanted to sit on the bench and just um,
0: hang hang, hang, hang there for a while, yep. yeah.
1: And then I like the I, I like the way it was set up. So it was set up so that you could um, go back, you know, go back into the sort of home, and um, and there were things on the shelves that you could lift up and mm-hmm. and do, and then there was a screen that you could pick from. So it felt very sort of natural.
0: Yeah, it felt very intuitive. Is one of the things you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like,
1: but I like the concept that you get to get into the VR world before you go into, into a game. The,
0: into the very different scenarios and games yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I, yeah, and I like the home screen being its own. Feels like its own little game at the end of the day, because again, it had the little. It had the little wand where you could make stuff. Where you can make three D art. I made art. Yeah. Um. And so the, the home screen and I'll post pictures of us on online. It's basically, it's like a little, it's basically like a one bedroom room. That's kind of on like the side of a mountain and it's got this nice balcony that you can beautiful, walk on. Yeah, beautiful deck. Um, you enjoyed the scenery of it more than anything.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. No, it, because, because even the wisps of grass and, and pampas moved. Mm-hmm. You just heard yeah, your shadows the, and yeah. everything. Oh yeah. Butterflies and, and birds. And, oh yeah. Um, I just like I kind of like the idea that you that you don't you're not hammered directly into a game.
0: No, yeah, I I would feel a little discontent, especially in VR, to just to be sh- dropped right into a game right away. Yeah. But it was nice because when the games did load up, they loaded up very kind of naturally almost. They weren't yeah. just like pop game. They were just like, and everything kind of came into focus and faded out a little bit. Well,
1: people spend a lot of time orienting sort of where you land.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I which I appreciate.
0: Yeah, because again, because I mean, again, it'd be I mean, a little it, jarring. Well, one of the it's th-
1: kind of it's kind of a head trip.
0: It really it, well in a couple different ways, yeah.
1: Because I mean, the, I, I would suggest the first thing you, you do when you get into a game is look at what your hands are.
0: Oh yeah, because your hands change quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are all sorts of different things your hands can be.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first so the first real game that we looked at wasn't really even a game. It was actually Google Earth.
1: Yes. This was, th- it, and, and you wisely chose the Grand Canyon, where we have gone backpacking many times.
0: Well, actually, it just starts you there. I didn't choose Oh, it, but oh Yeah, okay. but it's, it's a good starting point. It is a
1: good starting point. Mm-hmm. I was giving you credit for that, yeah.
0: You know? Oh, okay. I'll take it.
1: Well, because we've been down the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. um, several times, hiking. Oh, yeah. Backpacking. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Yep. And then I, I was able to take you. It, it was like going back in time for me, because I went to, like, to college in Paris and I was able to take you through the streets of Paris to, to the area in which I lived and show you what a chambre service is on the top floor.
0: So what So what I will say, um, so what Google Earth uh, VR is, basically it's Google Maps, but in a 3D space. So you had um, the, your standard kind of Google Maps sort of view, and then you could actually 3D into some of the space, actually, and you can actually walk through... You know, where you would walk through the streets, you would have buildings on either side of you. In the case of the Grand Canyon, you were actually able to walk through the Grand Canyon. I followed one
1: of the dry riverbeds down to the river.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was
1: very cool. I couldn't find Bright Angel Trail, but...
0: um, So we were obviously here in San Jose, where we're based. Yeah. Um, We got to see your house.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And so, um, but then you got to go to downtown San Jose, and the buildings looked even bigger.
1: Yeah, it was interesting to see it from that perspective, because um, I manage a real estate portfolio, so when I fly, I always fly into San Jose on the right-hand side of the plane so I can check roofs, um, because we fly right, the flight path takes us right over a number of our buildings, and that way I can see if debris and stuff need to be I can, I can, cleared up. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's kind of a nice way, it's also you know, good, good for you too.
1: Yeah, so, um, so it was kind of neat to do this kind of flying o- over, over my buildings.
0: Yeah, I have to be on the right side of the plane as well, just because I don't know the landmarks on the left side of the plane, so it's hard to tell where I am am in San Jose if I don't look to the right. Where, like, when I see like downtown San Jose, it's like oh, thirty to f- one minute, thirty seconds to a minute, and we're landing.
1: Yeah, because we land. R- I mean, the flight path goes right over the building I work in.
0: Yeah, it, San Jose's weird like that.
1: Well, because because the the airport's actually in the city.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't have to drive that far.
1: Yeah, this is true.
0: Um, so, yeah, but there's a lot of other places. So what I actually was able to use Google Earth for was when we went to Japan. Yeah. I was actually able to look through some of the places we were going to ahead of time, so I kind of knew where we were going.
1: I, You know, and I, I use Google Earth a lot at work, but when I'm traveling I use Google Earth to try to get an idea of as well where I'm going. John and I used Google Earth way back when, and this would have been 2009, to uh, figure out where he needed to stand so he could take a picture with a Kleenex that looked like he was blowing the Sphinx's nose. Oh.
0: Just saying. I'm surprised that's not a... Because you, you, cause you'll get a lot of people, especially like the... the I, c- I can only imagine for like the Eiffel Tower, there's a lot of people that are trying to like... Push l- it. Look to push it oh, and they're trying the to Tower get the right of Pisa, Yeah, the Tower of Pisa. the Tower maybe, of Pisa, yeah. excuse me. Um, well, no, a
1: number, there are a number of things like that. Um, Eiffel Tower, the big one is to, to look like you've got your finger on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the number of those poses, and 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 I I have a a, a picture of me and Anchor Wat kissing Buddha. Yeah. So, um, so same sort of thing.
0: hmm yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, I I I liked Google Earth just because it was, I thought it was an interesting, great way to just start in VR because it kind of shows you the cool depth of what VR is, and it ties it back to what was very real right in front of you too.
1: Well, it was neat to be able to show you. Sort of where I used to walk around. Mm-hmm. And,
0: I, I enjoyed you just kind of like walking through it almost because you were kind of like, I know it's here somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hunting, hunting for the Street, I lived in, which was right across from the Roosevelt Hotel, um, 15 Rue Um And uh, we could actually George punch the
0: address in, and we could actually get there too.
1: That would be great. Yes. Actually, I would. I would enjoy that. So, so yeah. Um, so that was very, very cool. That was well done.
0: Excellent. Um, the next one we tried was, uh, Steam's The Lab.
1: That was cool.
0: (laughs) So, um, The Lab, and as well as a couple other things that are out there right now for VR, are basically like little mini-game sort of things, um, that are really trying to sell you on the idea of, like, what you could do in this space. Um, you had, you made a friend.
1: The dog is so much fun. The Um, slinky dog. The slinky dog. Um, you can scratch him. He rolls over on his back.
0: He plays fetch.
1: He plays fetch. And we play fetch with uh, the earth, actually. Um, uh, yeah, no, he 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 comes up to you pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is is quite quite the nice little little pet. Um, I really enjoyed. Um, I think um, if I were to do it again, I would actually start with that secret room game. Oh, okay. Sec- only because it allowed you to see sort of what
0: whimsical sort of elements are yeah there
1: are. you don't really do much you just explore mm-hmm. but it was kind of fun to explore
0: you were having a lot of fun in that i i, I love the notion that every single time you bumped into a wall you were like Ooh. what is this
1: yeah so you can open the drapes mm-hmm. and it took me a moment to i did it once and i couldn't figure out how i did it and wanted to do it again it took me a moment to figure out how they were using the
0: the controller
1: the controller to do that um but yeah, you could. I it wouldn't let me step down that tunnel, so you can't leave that room. Nope. But but it was a lot of fun to explore the room. Um, I'm still trying to decide if the if the dragon was reacting to me petting it.
0: I I want to think it would, cause the dog did, but it didn't have a lot of tactile reaction to it you right away. It know. didn't.
1: Yeah. So um.
0: The octopus was cool though.
1: The octopus was very cool. Octopus was very cool, and so it was like that. There's a little thing on a flying carpet that whizzed by me mm-hmm. and bats and all sorts of things so so that was kind of fun in terms of how, seeing
0: how did the guy look <coughs> the
1: guy looked really good
0: because again keep in mind you're seeing it in a 3d perspective i'm yeah. when i look at it from the you're monitor flat. yeah i'm just a flat so it just looks like a 2d sort of guy there but what did he look like to you
1: um you look like sort of a, a an out of place santa claus in the wrong suit um yeah but, um, but, no, he's, um, so there's sort of a genie or a mage,
0: a mm, wizard. Kind of like a wizard sort of guy, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, who introduces you to the room and gives you the light. Um, and, and you need the light. Um,
0: it's a dark room.
1: It's a dark room. Um, and, uh, and and, and I mean, the graphics are spectacular and the detail is spectacular. And I love, I, I think you're right with choosing something that goes goes to 360 because, that a lot of the wonder is being able to stand in one space and turn around.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Um, the HTC Vive is also probably one of. It's got probably the better graphics on it as well. Because um, if I was going to be in three D, I want. I want to. I want to look around. I want. I want to yeah. see things very crisp. And well, and, and
1: the graphics really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so no, I really enjoyed that. My my favorite in there, of course, was the, the slingshot. The slingshot, which is everybody's
0: I, favorite when they finally get to it, because they just don't want to stop doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know, it's fun to blow things up mm-hmm. um, and, and do a lot of damage. Um, so I, what it is, it's
0: like a mechanical slingshot. Um, if you and one of the games I kind of want to get you to play, if we when we do a first person shooter game, is actually a game called Portal, because it doesn't revolve around shooting anybody. It's all puzzles based off of portals. So like, if you put a portal wall here and then you put a portal portal wall on the other wall over there, you can put your hand through it and your hand will come out over there. And the entire idea is to move yourself around this room using portals. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a fun first-person shooter game because you're not actually shooting other people, which are a lot of first-person shooter games, so it's not yeah. as uh, violent and it actually kind of... and it's And it's got a quirky charm to it as well. Well, it would be uh, kind of
1: fun. Well, I mean, the whole the, the whole thing with VR would be to take advantage of um, the ability to do things that aren't possible.
0: Yes, but what's interesting about VR right now is just that it's the method of the controller and what you can do with those controllers. Because again, I mean, you can put a person in a three D environment, but what you use the controls for at the end of the day is really what's going to decide how you get through it. Because there's another game we play later on that really makes interesting use of the controls um but even though it makes very interesting use of the controls it can be a little that game is definitely nausea inducing up to, up to a certain point and that was spider-man
1: yeah so so well i mean to talk about the other things in the lab um i did play another another archery game a bug,
0: an arrow game. arrow game
1: and that was and that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. that was fun Oh, yeah, and I, no. I could have continued doing that, too.
0: Oh, no, yeah, no. A lot of people, again, like, I, when I first got the HTC Vive, um, the two games, I, the one game I got right away was Beat Saber because it was just the, the thing to get. Yeah. Um, and then um, after that was the lab. And I spent, an entire day, I, could, I spent an entire day, which in reality is really about an hour, um, playing in the lab. And a lot of that was the Slingshot and the Bow and Arrow game. Yeah. Um, there's another game where you fix robots by taking parts out of it And then turning them and clockwise and stuff And putting them back in So you fix robots uh, The secret room obviously was a lot of fun yeah. um, I got to go to the solar system And pick up the planets and throw them into the sun
1: Oh that could be cool Oh yeah, it was fun I'm into the solar system I just got back from a meteor shower Nice Which is pretty cool uh, we, we, we were hitting them about one a minute
0: Just like an Animal Crossing Exactly I know right
1: Clusters, just like an Animal Crossing.
0: Um so yeah, no, again the lab was a lot of fun and again they're all very short mini games essentially. That are all very doable within a short in a short period of time really.
1: I, and, and what I liked about it was you could move from one game to the other um, without without too much trouble. It's mm-hmm. pretty easy. Um and, and that's I think where my comment came, well, this is pretty intuitive. I can figure out how to get in and out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for my first time.
0: No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. again, I mean, so here's one of the interesting things. Uh, when you say intuitive, what did you think of the controllers?
1: Okay, so the only problem I have is so th- after a while you figure logically which things are triggers and which things are buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's um, it's a lot like getting used to the switch in terms of um, where the buttons are and then what the buttons are and what they do and 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 making the mental link between. What capabilities? So this really should be a this, this should really be, you move around, you move around by, by pointing and then, and then clicking. So, yeah. um, uh, after a while you get used to it, Yes, I'd be much better
0: now probably. Now, than you were yeah. In the beginning.
1: Yeah. So, um, th- I think there's a learning curve that's true for any controller.
0: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I always found, I, um, with the exception of the buttons on the sides.
1: I have a hard time finding those and and I have you know I have particularly long fingers that's you have big hands Mm -hmm. yeah I have particularly long fingers it was good for playing the violin when I was younger Mm -hmm. um and I don't know whether it's it's that made that made the getting um the the top and bottom bottom buttons I could get to pretty easily Mm -hmm. I would imagine if you have smaller hands that's probably not really easy.
0: Probably not. I mean, I, it really is a controller. These are really probably controllers that are probably better in, in adult hands in a lot of cases, I would think.
1: I would think, I, 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 would, I would even go further and suggest that they were probably sized for men.
0: I could uh, definitely say to see that.
1: Okay, so um, they're probably sized for, for men's hands, which are, are significantly bigger than women's hands. Um, and um, I didn't have a problem with it because uh, my fingers, again, are long. But um, I wonder how somebody else would do with that, and uh, uh, say Amanda or Lila or, or um, one of the more petite women we know.
0: So I did have Mia give this a try about a year ago. Oh, did you? What did she think? She was tripped. She thought it was were trippy. Um, She's
1: pretty open open to a lot of stuff, though.
0: Oh She's no, no. Game. no she, she liked. She liked it. I think at the end of the day. So, um, so Mia
1: would have been been eight at the time. She's almost nine now.
0: Yeah, no, she she got it. Yeah. I think she liked it a lot. So these are, and I'm gonna, sh- and I'll post these up on the website as well. Um, this is what the controller. Oh, darn it! No, I don't care about copyright. No,
1: our our controllers. Um,
0: so these are different controllers. So this is the oh, one for okay. the Oculus Rift. They're a little bit smaller and look kind of more like a like a switch almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they don't have the. I, I
1: liked that big button. Does that have that?
0: No, it doesn't no. have that big circular button on it. So the, what the HTC Vive has is it has this um, kind of circular button that's in the middle that's a trackpad at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it, so That what to
1: me made a lot of sense.
0: And what you can do with that for some of the games um, that you have in there is you can kind of like inch through menus and you can kind of like scroll down using it like you would a trackpad typically. Yeah. Yeah. But it also interacted as um, like it's a directional kind of a pad as kind well. Kind of a
1: mouse.
0: Yeah, it's very much like a mouse, or like a touchpad on your your yeah. keyboard. Yeah. I like it because it gives you a lot of it, it. It gives you a lot of movement and a lot of different options without actually having dedicated buttons. Yeah. And especially with something like this, where um, there are some things you want to do that are just kind of little delicate sort of things, like your f- thumbs, even because that's what you might be more comfortable doing. Those the trackpads are very nice on that. Okay. Um, and a lot of cases, especially with uh, some of the games, you could actually see what your fingers were doing when you had your hands on the controllers too. Yes. So it was very easy to tell what you were doing if you were pressing buttons, if you were pressing them in the right spaces to help you well, orient yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it certainly with the um, with the the bow and arrow. Oh yes. The but yeah.
0: I forget. Um, they've got. Did you feel the rumble when they were in your hands? Yes. Okay, yeah, so they have yeah. rumble controls. I, yeah. I often forget. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no, so, so the rumble actually gives you a nice tactile feel as well. So yeah, so, so it lets you know when you're loaded. Yeah, so especially with the bone arrow, it lets you know when you knocked it and yeah. pulled it back. So it gave you that nice satisfying feel at the end of the day so you could tell. Because if you didn't, I imagine if you didn't have that actual feel, it would be very jarring. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so some of the other games in the lab were a like 1970s space invader sort of game. Um another one again was the robot putting it together um what was
1: the pink thing
0: that was the space invaders okay game. um eventually what you do with the bow and arrow one is that you get the bow and arrow in the lab uh portion of the of the area where you su- where you, where we saw the earth and the other yep. sphere thing you yep. can actually pick up the bow and arrow and you can actually shoot the little black guy the little uh silhouette guys that yep. are walking by and you can, and they'll <laughs> do stuff that's cute. Yeah, That's cool. um, there's actually like a little bit of a mini game on there. Because okay. again, Valve has this kind of a uh, sense of humor at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So I, what you see, and and I think I think my concern with VR when I first, um, you know, when we first started talking about it is it would all be very um, grown up. I do, I don't know how, how better to describe that. It's hardcore.
0: Yeah. It's a hardcore game for a grown adult ga- gamer. Well,
1: because you're gonna play, you're gonna pay six hundred, seven hundred dollars for a system, five hundred. Uh, What's l- your entry point
0: for something like this? Um, again, this is more on the top end line of it because uh-huh. I, 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 I'm trying to justify my purchase here of a toy. Um, I wanted something that if I was going to get it, I wanted it to last for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, because, this, because, again, this is... It's a, an investment. This is a bit of an investment, absolutely, and I wanted to get the best I could get at the time because I figured it would A, last longer, and B, I would get more benefit out of it over the years. Because I've had this now for nearly a year and a half to two years now, and it's very robust and very good. In fact, um, the laptop I got from Amazon Prime Day's, uh-huh. was so that I could take this to other places and I can let other people experience it, which was the entire tent of the laptop. Can't do that right now during COVID, but eventually.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, there is a sense of this notion that like, if you're going to buy this, you really have to be interested in it up, up to a certain point. Um, and that's, again, one of the probably the boundary points as far as people getting invested in this. Is that it is, um, it is expensive right now. It's not a... Um, it's not a sort of purchase that you kind of go out and you say, "I would like to," you know. I I think I will uh, get VR today. You know, it's not one of those things where you go through. Yeah. It's not it, you can't. Not an
1: impulse purchase.
0: It's not an impulse purchase. You can't buy this in a in a toy store. You can't go to Target or Walmart and get this. You can't even go to electronic stores and get this at all. Um, I actually had to order mine off of Amazon, um, which was the only place I could find it realistically um it's,
1: it, it's interesting because uh different things are available i mean i know when i was looking at amazon for the switch it was it, it was one of the few places where it was available i ended up getting, going to gamestop but yeah
0: oh yeah no I, I think uh gamestop especially here was just you were just able to get it quicker yeah so
1: yeah it was a it was it was a high demand item because this was around mother's day when we were um, right
0: right in the right in the midst of covid yeah, yeah absolutely um, so if you were interested, in, so right now, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the prices for some of these different units here a little bit later on. Okay. Um, so I have, so a, I have a script.
1: So my impression was really that the games would all be pretty hardcore and and, and that there wouldn't be a selection of games that were fun.
0: more for, well, not fun but more whimsical and more kind yeah. of and yeah, yeah not quite so uh, hardcore, is I guess yeah. probably the right thing. So the yeah. second, so the next game we played after that, and I, only because I thought it would be kind of fun to do, because um, this is the kind of game, like I was said, Spider-Man, far that from home, was cool. Let you literally be Spider-Man.
1: Okay, so so I, and I swung, um, and I, I, I kind of got the hang of swinging. You have mm-hmm. to be using both both sides, yeah, you, left you, and you, right.
0: The idea is to kind of go down a street and then kind of like you know pull yourself to one rope, and then as you get to like the zenith. Xenoc- zenith of the arc you kind of shoot out to the other one okay so
1: one of the things that was confusing me and this has to do with the next game that we played was right was red and left was blue yes and the next game right was blue and left was red
0: okay i can't keep I, those I, constant I, I know
1: i know but <laughs> but but it made it confusing
0: yes i um, can certainly i can certainly see that
1: yeah so um so, so just so you know cuz the the colors actually
0: make a difference
1: make a difference so um, but I enjoyed swinging. My my comment would be, by the time I was doing that, I'd been at this, what, 45 minutes? Or um, something like that? No, you'd or, been in,
0: about, in it for about an hour.
1: For about an hour. And, um, and I was beginning to get a little... Um, nauseous. Yeah, feeling just a little bit... Yeah, A L- little, little
0: dizzy, a little yeah, nauseous, a yeah, little uncentered.
1: Light, light vertigo. Um, there,
0: there we go. That's the word.
1: Yeah, light vertigo. And... Um, not, not, to the point where I was, I was anywhere close to, to you know to, tossing or, cookies or anything, mm-hmm. but um, but I was feeling it physically. Now, um, two things. One, one is I could see this as an ex- excellent uh, cardio because a lot of the games do we, especially the last game. Especially the last game, um, but a lot of these games do do have you moving uh, around. Yeah, moving around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even. Even the games that you know, like the slingshot game, had you pulling back and and moving and walking and um, and so. Uh, by the way, the slingshot shot game had different balls. It reminded me of Angry Birds with the different birds.
0: So each of the different balls. Um, so the the so in Portal Two, there's these uh, things known as the the cores, which have different personalities in them or different elements of a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of make up the main bad guy at the end the of the day. the balls
1: kind of talk to you, too. Oh, yeah, the
0: balls have different personalities. They're yeah. like, shoot me now, shoot me. Yeah. You know, I'm, going, I'm going to shoot me. And then so it's like, yeah. oh, darling, you won't shoot me and anything. She shot me! Yeah. You know, they all have so, different little personalities. And, again, that's that Steam's sense of humor. They, they have they have this sort of, like, yeah, this is weird. We're going to make it a little bit weirder by the balls talking to you. But there's a slight all, bit of
1: snark there.
0: Yes, again, the snark. I love... I love people that are again. It's it's a company that knows its audience, knows that you can be a little snarky at the end of the day, I, and I people will enjoy that. it. Yeah, yeah, and that and again, that's why I think you would enjoy Portal because there's quite a bit of snark in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I'm yeah. totally down for snark.
0: So yeah, I like Spider-Man because again, this is my that was my example of a killer rap at the end of the day because I could think that if you could sell people on, you know, well, who
1: doesn't want to swing between buildings?
0: Well, not only that, but again, I zip lined. Again, I think it would be kind of interesting if you did a. um, If you did just like Avengers and you had New York City and you could zip around through it as Spider Man or as Iron Man. Yeah. You know, even just the very first Avengers, you know, they don't even have to be full versions of the characters. They could be just very low poly version of the characters and you would still be fun just flying around a version of, you know, Manhattan in New York. Yeah, you know, I think I think that would be really cool, and it would be something that would, you know, and especially if you because again, keep in mind there is a game tied to this one here. We did it on free play. Yeah, we did it on free play. Um, but there is a game that's there. It, it tells
1: it tells you do you want to play the story. Mm-hmm. It gives you choices. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, um, so yeah, I think that I think that could be a killer app at a certain point. Um, especially if it's cool enough that like you can keep building on it and have that replay value outside of hey, you gotta come check this out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, again, I, I I was very happy about that. They have a, a Star Wars game out there uh, where you uh, fight Vader at a certain point. That's a lot of fun. I haven't played it uh, just yet, but it, it looks so cool.
1: Well, okay, so here's a, here's a question for you because I, I know we'll talk about the, the cost of the units, but um, when you buy a unit, I assume some games come with. No. Nope. No games come with. How much is a game? Because these things have tremendous amounts of detail.
0: Um. So most of the games that you played, with the exception of Beat Saber, were free.
1: How does that work?
0: Well, if you look at it from a certain extent, the Steam, the Google Earth doesn't. They don't have to charge you anything for Google Earth, really. right? You know, it, just so much as the fact that Google has their name on a v, VR sort of thing. You know, like, there's only one Google Earth. So, there's, you know, Google doesn't really to do, Google, if anything, is kind of... I would imagine are using that as just like a test bed of like, okay, let's see if this works. And if it works, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Sort of things, you know. So you use that as like a as a test at the end of the day. And at worst, you send the lab rats away for, you know, with a couple million dollars to say... You know, maybe they come back with, you know, a project that gets net you like a billion dollars, maybe. You know, at worst, Google Earth is actually really neat for just visiting and going through different places. Again, I mean, um, I was able to walk all the way through Walt Disney World and Walt Di- in Disneyland, you know, just walking, through, um, just walking through everything. And I like to see behind-the-scenes stage areas. Yeah. And you can see that from Google Earth and walk behind them. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you can see some of the backstage areas as well. So I got to see, like... Because um, again, as a spoiler, yeah, um, the Haunted House is right on top of Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: I actually do know this.
0: Yes, so por- portions P- of P- Pirates P- of P- the
1: P- Caribbean runs underneath it.
0: Yes, um, and actually, they actually the the only reason why the Haunted House has a has the stretching wa- painting the wall is, room is to get you up. Is to get you below, actually.
1: Oh, to get you below.
0: Yes, so it takes you downstairs because it has to go underneath the train tracks. Ah. Um, so where the so you know so where so when you exit out of the elevator, you go through the these painting the walls of paintings. Yeah. That you are literally walking underneath the train tracks at that point.
1: Ah.
0: Uh, okay. So the majority of it is actually partly underground, and there's cool. certain points in which. The wall is no more than like six inches difference between where Pirates of the Caribbean is versus uh, where the haunted house is.
1: Okay, so, so Indiana Jones.
0: hmm
1: Where does that run?
0: Um, Indiana Jones is mostly at, at level.
1: Is it? Okay. Uh,
0: with a couple different points. Uh, did you know there's actually a freezer mechanic in um, Indiana Jones that dumps ice on you? No. So with the, when the original ride first opened, there was supposed to be this rock element that would fall down in front of you as you, yeah. you know, where you get to the big skull room with yeah. it has the big mouth on it. Yeah. So there's supposed to be this notion of this falling rubble that would fall in front of you. Well, the, the, the way they figured it out was, oh, let's use ice and it's dark and nobody will notice. Well, after a couple weeks of running that thi- running that machine, it got rusted. And so they had, and so what they do is the ice would fall into this conveyor belt, and the conveyor belt would kind of lurch forward and drop the ice in front of you. Well, that got rusted a little too quickly, and broke down. And they've never fixed it.
1: So, so it's it's not functioning; it's just sitting
0: there. It's just sitting there. Cool. That's that's also true of this amazing Yeti in Walt Disney World's Magic uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, so they have this uh, like Mount Everest uh, ride, and there's this beautiful animatronic yeti that like swipes at you is so lifelike yeah. in movement. The, uh, because of the way they structured the ride, the um, the framing of the of the steel bars inside of it. When the yeti moves, it shakes the entire thing in the fo- to the foundation. Oh jeez. and that's not good for a fast-paced roller coaster. Yeah. Um, so after a couple weeks and months of having to repair steel steel bars and rims, um, they actually what they had to turn into what they call a a B mode, which is it's just static and lights flash in front of it. Uh. So it doesn't look like it's right at you. It's just like ah. Uh. so.
1: Okay, so I think we've come up with a topic for another.
0: Uh, oh yeah, no, I've I've got stories about Disneyland. I used okay. to work. I used to work across the street for over five years. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So that's
0: another, that's definitely another topic. Absolutely. Um, so going back to VR because we were, that's our original topic. Uh, the last game we played was called Beat Saber. And again, this is the one where I think I paid about 25, 30 bucks for it at the end of the day. Um,
1: That's, that's, that's amazing for
0: the amazing value for that. Really? Um, so what Beat Saber is, is imagine if you were, uh, you know, in star Wars and you were a Jedi with lightsabers and you're swinging up blocks um, in time with uh, this kind of cool, funky music. Yes. Um, so the w- so, what you were playing originally was just the freeform. So yes. you could just slice the blocks in any way you want. Later versions of it have you slicing the blocks in certain directions.
1: Oh, how do you know which direction? Because I watched you play a hard level. It,
0: it would have arrows, so it would point up and down. Okay. So it would tell you how to cut the arrows at the end of the day. Okay. Um, and so, if you didn't cut the arrows in the right way, you would uh, dock you uh, points for that. Okay. It's a lot like playing Dance Dance Revolution.
1: I was going to say that's exactly what it reminded me of.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's except more with your arms and yeah. your head. Yeah. Um. Because so you have to
1: lean your body, you have to get out of the way. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's been very interesting about this year with Beat Saber, what I found is actually there's a lot of people. Um, so Beat Saber originally just had like the fir- just had like, ten songs in it originally. But what people were doing online is they were actually modifying the game to add new songs and new there, levels. Well, there's
1: even country beats. Like, how do you do that?
0: Well, again, I mean, like, so what they were, do- what people online were doing is they're actually adding their own music to the game. So there was whole new levels that the game creators never intended on. And eventually, they came out with uh, basically, and I think this was always Beat Saber's intention was to, they came out, they've come out with music packs. You oh, can buy that's cool. so you yeah. can, so you, obviously they can keep generating revenue off of it, but you can yeah. keep buying the various music packs that come out, so you can play new levels and new music.
1: So you could play like any any uh, ones tied to actual uh, musicians.
0: Um, so a lot all those songs that are in there are actual songs that are on the rate that have been on the radio.
1: Radio, right?
0: So, um, but you can download other songs that you know um, I excuse me. You can download other songs from other people that have made them available. Okay. Um, so if you wanted to, you, I've seen people do my little pony.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, cause you have bronies.
0: Yes. Um, I've seen any number of Japanese animation, uh, for it. Beat Saber is what I would really kind of call the killer app for VR right now. I think, um, because again, as you saw, like that's—it's a lot of fun. What, what's
1: interesting to me when you say that is—is is, um, Spider-Man absolutely a killer app because we all would like to be Spider-Man and swing between buildings, and even your hands turn into Spider-Man's hands. Yes. Which is why I say, when the first things you, sh- things you should do is Just you launch figure out into what the your game. Hands are. Let's figure out what your hands are because it's pretty cool. Oh
0: yeah. Um,
1: but um, it's interesting to me that in my mind. You know whether it's a a PS2 or any of these Xbox, any of these systems. um, I think nerd. I think first-person shooter, um, very techie games, and and it's interesting to me that the killer apps are the apps that non-nerds would be drawn to.
0: Yeah, I mean, in Nintendo's case, like Dance
1: Dance Revolution was so huge.
0: Yes it still is in some it still is in many arcades the arcades are just f- disappearing
1: Yeah well which yeah which is part of the problem But um, uh well uh, but, but disappearing the uh, other uh, in malls reappearing
0: Yeah there are some malls that are using some of their spaces arcades which I think is an actual you know
1: it's a, it's a thing
0: Part well part of the thing with an arcade is that there's a um, entry to barrier barrier to entry which is a thing that happens fairly frequently yeah. Um, is that you have to purchase or li- purchase license or rent these arcade machines for a prolonged period of time, right. and so in order to make your money back on it, you have to, you know, hope people will play them in a in a certain amount of space. Now, again, if you put it in a mall where you, a lot of people are shopping, like in Oak Ridge, as an example, right, they have a they have an arcade, and I think it would I think it does decently. I think it pays for itself at the end of the day. Well,
1: I I mean, one of the things that surprised me is, is you know, I I run a program that takes care of a hundred kids and teenagers in foster placement every Christmas, Mm -hmm. and as part of their bags, yeah, and and so um, as part of their uh, part of that program, we give each each child. A twenty-five dollar gift card for food, a twenty-five dollar gift card for um, activity, and twenty-five dollar gift card for store, and then we give them other other things that would normally be in a Christmas stocking.
0: Yeah, so and
1: and the like kids. Like movie
0: tickets, or yeah, but
1: the kids get to choose. Yes. So that they have some ownership and it's something they want, mm-hmm. and um, so they get to choose the store, the food, whatever, and an amazingly large number of kids will choose um, arcades. Whether it's Golflands Arcade, they're not choosing Golfland for miniature golf. They're choosing it for the arcade. Yep. Um, there's the one that's associated with the bowling alley. That one was very popular. Dave & Buster's very popular. Um, and, and where I would expect if you were given, you know, they're given like three or four choices. Mm-hmm. Most all of them would want movie passes. Most of them don't. A, a huge percentage of them, you know, e- easily probably 40%, are choosing arcades. Really? Yeah.
0: See, I didn't know that, but I...
1: And you can get gift cards to arcades.
0: Oh, yeah, no, you can get... Um, a lot of arcades are especially moving... Uh, Dave & Buster's, as an example, is moving to uh, a card-based system. So you don't put change in the machine anymore. No. You load up a card with like 20, with $10, $25, and then you uh, swipe it through the machine, and it just deducts whatever the charge would have been for that.
1: Well, exactly. And so and so they're, they're, they're choosing those game cards. Um, yeah. So arcades are coming back, is, is I guess, my point.
0: Yeah, and I would like to see arcades come back more often because they because they offer very unique experiences in a lot of cases. Um, again, Sega probably wouldn't still be around if it wasn't for their uh, arcade cabinets at a certain point. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, you see Sega a lot. Yeah, they're well,
0: they're very popular in arcades.
1: Yeah. So so just as an aside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's that's I think arcades are making a comeback yeah. in their own
0: way. To to the comment about the um, the killer app uh, notion. Um, Nintendo does a really great job. Has done a really great job since the Wii of trying to be as exclusive, inclusive as possible. They designed the Wii controller to be um, as simple, intuitive as possible, with the intention yeah. of having the entire of everybody playing it. Because I think Nintendo realized that, hey, if we're just aiming for this hardcore market, we're fighting with Sony and Microsoft in the same space. Yeah. And a lot of our games are, the, are already are kind of not childish, but they're more innocent, more lighthearted. They're more things that are meant for towards younger kids. Yeah. But what if we can get everybody to play it? There's more audience for it, and then we can make more money that way. Rock band. Rock so, band. So here's
1: here's here's what was was one of my questions. So, Beat Saber, I could see also playing on on uh, 2D as opposed to 3D.
0: I think you could. It's just it's it loses, It would lose some of its the, the uniqueness in it.
1: It would, but I'm just saying, is there a crossover between VR and console games?
0: Well, so one of the consoles, uh, the PlayStation Four, actually has a VR system set up for it. Um, so PlayStation Four, which is a three hundred dollar unit already, um, has an option for VR. Um, it, has this, it has a VR um, headset that's available for I believe about an extra $200, but you also have to have the um, PlayStation Move, I believe it's called, which is a, their. Uh, so after Nintendo came out with the Wii and everyone was like, no, motion controllers are the way of the future, Xbox and Sony came out with, um, Xbox came out with the Kinect and uh, Sony came out with the PlayStation Move, which was their um, motion sensor software. Uh, now, oddly enough, nobody liked those other systems because they were not as robust as Nintendo's were. Uh, plus, Nintendo basically designed their entire console around this motion sen- this motion sensor and motion gimmick, uh-huh. as were Xbox and uh, Sony had not. Um, interesting enough, uh, the Microsoft Kinect, while gamers absolutely hated it, it was actually great for everything else but games. Um, as an example... Um, do you remember we were watching Rogue One? Yeah. So you remember how all the character movements and everything um, looked really lifelike? Yeah. They shot some of that stuff using uh, Microsoft Kinects c- for their motion tracking software.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So a
0: lot of, so, those, so what they would do is they would uh, basically take a Kinect, re- reprogram it to fit into their, s- into their computers, and they used that for very early single-person uh, motion capture. Um, so what so as an example here, there's this thing known as a uh, virtual reality YouTuber. They're big in Japan. Um, and what they did, what they've done is they've taken the motion tracking elements from the Kinect uh-huh. and because can Kinect actually Connect's actually pretty good about tracking facial details and other elements on it. And so what they'll do is they'll play is so these virtual youtubers will do virtual will, will literally like just be a youtuber youtuber but they'll just be an avatar instead and they're using these connects to do that to be to track the motion of what they're doing into the avatar oh wow um the big one is kazuna kazuna actually hold on i yeah that's one right there actually Mm. Uh, moving across the room here so she is a virtual youtuber
1: Oh, she's cute. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I love it just for the blonde hair and the off the side. I thought yeah. it was. And she comes with glasses, too. That's cute. Yeah. So this is a virtual YouTuber. This is uh, Mariah Akari. Um And, again, what they're using is they're using the Kinect to basically track their facial movements and the positions of where their ar- their hands and arms are because the Kinect's actually really good at doing that. Um, and then when they go on to uh, YouTube... They're basically they have an avatar right in front of them, not unlike uh, like you remember. So, Gollum they did motion tracking for yeah, Gollum. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to that, but it's it's basically like a uh, an anime character at the end of the day.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty cool.
0: And so that and so oddly enough to connect, not popular with gamers, popular with a lot of other things though. Well,
1: um, okay. So if you if you build a platform, people will figure out how to use it. I mean that's the one thing. So so throughout throughout this podcast from day one, one and, and we've been doing this for eighteen months now.
0: Yeah, about eighteen yeah. months now.
1: So so throughout this podcast, the one thing that's really struck me is how much fan adaptation there is, and how much that sways what the designers do. Well,
0: I always find it very. In, 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 in
1: and I mean that in every possible way. Because fan input shaped Sonic the Movie, so you mm-hmm. see it. It shaped uh, my, you know Minecraft. It shaped all sorts of things. Got shaped by fan fan uh, adaptation. You know, you just you pointed out another one with with uh, Beat Saber.
0: So I like. Um, this is what I think is probably one of the most interesting things about nerds in general is that they're able to take what are what you would not think are very interesting things at the end of the day, um, you might kind of just kind of pass it off. Um, but you find a nerd that really loves it and they will go out of their way to, to, sh- they'll find other people that are interested in it. They'll find new things that other people are doing with it and emulate that. Um, they, you know, they really are all about trying to um, do as much as you can with whatever they've fallen in love with. Um, well, I, mean, and I find it so interesting that people fall in love with such interesting topics. At the end of the day, too. Well, I mean,
1: even so, so as part of part of preparing for today, I watched Matrix because that is virtual reality at the height of it, where batter, you what, know, we human, it what, it, what we thought it would be, what we thought it would be. Well, but but really, I mean, it talk. It is a virtual reality where humans never actually live. They they are incubated.
0: So this is... So I'm just oh, showing the, the, the virtual YouTuber. Real quickly. So I, I will post... That, this. Is,
1: that is pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool.
0: And again, it's got the full facial movements and... Oh, and
1: she's doing... She's pulling out a pair of pants and... And she was she was mocking pulling on a pair of pants. Um,
0: yeah, so... That's, so. That's what the connect is. I apologize. I was looking for that on my phone for a second. Um, yeah, no. I, this is one of those cool. Again, it's one of the cool things about ner- about nerds is that they've, you know, they've come up with a lot of cool things, and they just want other people to get interested in it.
1: But I mean, Neo, Neo is the ultimate sort of sort of gamer in that he figures out adaptations. Yes. And I mean, his training is about figuring out adaptations, and he figures out ad- adaptations.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, Neo is a great. It was an interesting character at the end of the day because it's presented in a somewhat Mary Sue sort of way, but they give a logical reason as to why he right. is why he is the way he is. Yeah, um, and I, I the first Matrix when it came out, I love the first Matrix. I think a lot of I don't. I think almost uh, everyone. I've only does. seen the first one. Yeah, um, they've made uh, they made sequels. They're not as good. Yeah, there, there's there's um, three sequels. There's there's two more. There, there's the Matrix Reloaded, and then there's the Matrix Revolution. Um,
1: and then there's revisited.
0: There's revisited as well. Uh, I just find that the Matrix movies tried to build this too big of an overarching world, and I think if they left it at the end, it would have been fine. But I love the Matrix for what it, it think what it thinks virtual reality would look like.
1: Do they do they ever get to Zion?
0: Oh yeah, no, no they get to Zion in the second movie. Okay. It, it's a, it's a real place. It's where they're all. It's where all the humans. It's less savior of humans at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Reloaded has something weird that ha- or, um, revolutions has you know something unfortunate to Zion, but still just as good. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, Matrix. I, I like the Matrixes again. It's probably one of the first times in which we actually thought you know what virtuality could look like. Well, it and basically, asked the
1: question. Um, it basically asks the question how do we know that we're really here and that's not us
0: mm-hmm.
1: I also thought it was interesting that the height of, of uh, human civilization was 1999
0: I, I don't think it was 19. I don't think so much it was the height of human civilization I think it was the most placid we had been because uh. again keep in mind like they, they built the matrix in the intention that like it would be something that we wouldn't question that we would conform to and it would keep us docile from revolting and freaking out. Yeah. Um, and what better than like the the late 90s to do that? Yeah. Where we thought everything's fine. There's no politics are perfectly reasonable. We've got these cell phone things coming out. This is awesome. And like computers. Oh my goodness, computers! I mean, remember back in the day where the biggest fear was Y2K? Yeah. You know, like.
1: There, all the computers were going to stop functioning because they weren't built for for the year 2000.
0: When in reality, like they just they didn't program all four digits of the year; they just programmed the first two. Yeah, because they didn't anticipate rolling over at all. Yeah. So, yeah. for whatever that's worth, um, so yeah, I like Beat Saber a lot. Um, i I would probably rate it. I would probably say it's very close to Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. Um, I've seen it at a couple conventions where people doing it too. Um, and one of the big things I like uh, I see a lot of people doing is um, they will uh, set up a web camera and they will actually uh, play in a on a green screen and then what they'll do is they will um, map the uh, game into oh, so ma- they superimpose
1: them Yes yeah, that's yeah. the
0: word so they're gonna s- they superimpose it so it looks like you're actually watching them actually in the actual game playing with the lightsabers yeah. and everything yeah. Um, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. Um, so there's, there's a lot of videos for Beat Saber that, that are doing it. So it's, it's a very popular thing, especially um, fan remakes of different songs and uh, levels. Um, I've seen Old Country uh, Old Country Road as a bea- as I a Beat Saber game. It's a little belong
1: slow. To play. Where I belong.
0: Anyway. That's okay. West Virginia a good place. Mama. Anyway, um, so one of the things I did want to talk about briefly was when you came out of VR. You again, you felt nauseous. That kind of how quickly do you think that was? You would say that passed over you.
1: Probably two or three minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not. It you get out of it. It isn't
1: instantaneous.
0: No, and especially after a lo- after about an hour and a half almost in it, used you, st- you did start to feel kind of nauseous toward the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that no, I definitely normal. felt
1: it. Um, it, it, um, yeah, it, so, so, and I, and I also felt found, um, after I got out, I didn't recognize it when I was in, but after I got out, I had eye fatigue.
0: Yes. That, that's one of the things I end up and stopping at is that when my eyes, um, keeping on keep in mind. So you, what, what VR is, is it's two, uh, symmetrical, let two symmetrical TVs right in front of your eyes that are just out of sync ever so slightly that gives you that parallax 3d vision right. at the end of the right. um but what's interesting is that your eyes are actually darting and moving around a whole lot more while you're on VR than it would be in normal life because again the screens are literally right where your glasses would be
1: well and, and, and what's interesting for me and i think i shared this in the last one too is is uh, i have an acoustic neuroma which is a, a a tumor wrapped around my my acoustic nerve on the left side and when they were diagnosing me, one of the things they did was they put me in VR glasses
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, they um maybe nauseous actually, um, although I'm not sure that that was their intent, but they, were, they did some eye tracking mm-hmm. um, because they were trying to figure out the exact location of, of the, the tumor okay. and, and, where it was, and things that were being impacted. And um, they did eye tracking and that may be nauseous. Uh, And they told me I was supposed to be. That was an expectation.
0: uh,
1: But they were they they were
0: purposely doing
1: it. They were purposely doing it. But they—and what they told me was that the VR stimulates a lot more eye movement than you would ordinarily have.
0: Yeah, because again, I mean, when you go to look to your right, you're—you're shifting your entire, you're—you're not looking to your right. You're actually just like looking to your right ever so microly. Yeah. You know, by just like a centimeter versus when you look to the right, you might be looking two or three feet to the right. Right. You know, so, there's a di- so there's a bit of a difference with your eye because your eye can actually already see all that area over there. You're just kind of focusing in on it.
1: Oh, I think I was so excited by what I was doing and what I was seeing because it really, for the senses, mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't describe it as overwhelming because I didn't feel overwhelmed. but well, I, um,
0: I purposely did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, there, there are some other stuff that are there that can be a little overwhelming. Um, I don't like to do that to people because that's cruel and mean. Um, and I also don't know how people, everyone's going to react for VR. I've seen some people who are in VR for about 20 minutes and then puke.
1: Well, um, and, and, and but that's
0: I've mostly because of emotion sickness.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think some people are more like, w- which brings up an interesting question because, um, uh, there's a running, um, joke in our house about purple French fries.
0: Yes. I'm well aware of the purple French fries.
1: Okay. So, so I think I'm
0: the one who started it. You know,
1: you are purple French fries. Um, mm-hmm so so it has to do with one time when you you had a happy meal and grape soda and um and you you are very you get car sick very easily i mean i can think of any number of situations in which we were going on windy roads and i try to get you to go to sleep
0: first Uh, my biggest problem was that my biggest problem i think especially when when i got to motion sickness was that i was trying to focus on anything else but the road and because it was focusing on everything else but the road my brain lost track of where I was and would get me sick. If I'm just well, focusing on the road and I'm not doing something else, I don't really get that car sick all that often.
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting fact that, that when I when we do the women's travel trips, whoever gets car sick gets the front seat.
0: The, the, let's knock off him.
1: Yeah. The other thing is we have ginger chews. They're part of your, they're part of your trip
0: kit. A ginger chew?
1: Yes, the, the little ginger chews. It, and uh, ginger helps you with nausea. Helps yes. your stuff with nausea. Yes, yes, it does. So the little ginger chews, um, literally, you know, if you're on a windy road and you're beginning to feel something, you reach into your trip kit and you... and So you get you get as part of the trip kit four or five ginger chews every trip. Ah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And some people don't use them and end up giving them to others. Because uh, I have
0: nausea medicine that I, that I fly with.
1: Dry, like Dramamine or something?
0: Yeah, Dramamine, because... Um, I, again, like to distract myself when I'm on an airplane because it makes the time go by quicker. Yeah. Um, But, again, much, I mean, thankfully when you're up in the air, there's not a whole lot of moving stuff around you, so you can't get, your brain can't get confused on where you are. Um, But sometimes I've gotten off of planes where I've not felt well.
1: Well, part of that actually, it it has to do with my acoustic neuroma and my knowledge of that because I get totally screwed on planes. And the deal is that the change in air pressure messes with your inner ear and you've had inner, yes, ear, problems. Had, I've had inner okay. ear problems yeah. um, and um, my nerve my acoustic nerve um, the location of my tumor is right where the gyroscope that controls um, your sense of equilibrium is mm. and so when I when the air pressure changes on planes I get very sick ah. and very quickly and I can't move my head I can't anything and, and walking off a plane is a challenge okay. and the way I, I the way I, I have prescription earplugs that equalize the air pressure that okay. I put in about an hour before we start la- the landing process, mm. because it's just that the in the landing process, That's
0: the descent,
1: y- the, the descent, and especially if you circle, mm. because at the point where you're circling, usually the 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 cabin's been depressurized, mm-hmm. and and so um, that can mess with your ears. Yeah, but ginger choose help. Okay, Something so you know, think of yeah, yeah. No, it's a stocking stuffer for you. I'll get mm-hmm. you some
0: ginger yeah she snaps
1: yeah yes exactly they're actually they're, they're not bad taste wise the other thing is candied ginger oh, will work goodness. as well oh, okay the hydrated candied ginger
0: um so yeah back so to our topic yeah it's, it's okay we can we might have actually to
1: it. actually if you were concerned though um if you get motion sickness easily and you're concerned about trying VR, that might be a a, a solution for you to take a, a, a ginger yeah it could be yeah actually. beforehand yeah
0: um So, yeah, so this VR is... So there's a couple different things of VR out there. Um, There's an easy version you can get that a lot of Samsung phones, and I'm not quite so sure about Apple phones, um, you can buy a case that will let you hook it up to... uh, You can buy a case for your phone that will let you kind of wear it as a headset. And it will track um, kind of where your head is and to let you do a simulated vr as well okay so uh my younger brother mark had that one christmas one year yeah and so he thought that was a lot of fun that was a lot of uh, fun uh, so I if you just want to do a, a very simple simulated vr that's something there um, i know there's cardboard versions of it as well so if you don't mind a little paper craft uh that's an option as well okay uh, the next step after that is uh there's, again there's really two major players in the game but if you have a ps4 um, there's a semi-third player in the game. Um, so again, that's the Oculus Rift, the uh, HTC Vive, um, and then uh, PlayStation VR. Um, now again, PlayStation VR kind of requires that you have a PlayStation 4. Uh-huh. Um, and but if you
1: already have a PlayStation 4, you're talking about a much lower you have Much price lower price.
0: A- area, in- entry to barrier, absolutely. Okay. You're probably looking more around like Three hundred to four hundred dollar entry uh, entry after you already have the PlayStation 4, uh, it itself being a three hundred to four hundred dollar machine. Okay. So, um, if you already have a PlayStation 4, that might be a way to go. Um, especially nowadays, you might probably be able to find the PlayStation Move for a lot cheaper than what it was originally uh, running. Originally, I think it was running for about, about two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars. Um, especially when, it, so especially at the end of the lifespan of the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, um, what they were really trying to do, um, not unlike the Sega Genesis, what they were trying to extend the lifespan of the system um, so that you didn't have to buy a whole new system, you just bought a slight upgrade for it. Okay. Um, And so this way you weren't um, having to spend a whole lot of money for a new console, which could be awfully expensive. You were just having to buy you know, an add-on that lets you play new games. So yeah, PlayStation Move, right now about a hundred and fifty bucks. Um, and then the VR thing is probably another two hundred so yet. So if you were just trying to get right into it, and you did it in, and again, PlayStation VR is probably the least-stressed version of this as well. Um, it, I can't stress, kinda of probably stress that enough, that it's the least-stressed version. Because the PlayStation 4 is all self-contained. Uh-huh. and all this is so self-contained there's just not a whole lot of extra stuff to, to, to install or program or anything like that um, the next one obviously again the, HT- the the one I have is the HTC Vive it's probably the best if you're looking for the high end VR experience um, again so it's going to give you the more um, and Oculus has this as well but HTC um, Vive tends to have better graphics on them typically uh, the, graf- the graphics were amazing. Yeah, it's, it tend to be graphics. I think I tend to believe and this is just my opinion as well is that um, because HTC Vive is partnered and created by Steam um, which is a comp- which again is this huge marketplace. Yeah. that you get a, this you get a slightly larger marketplace of games. Because there are some games for the each one of these different consoles that are not yeah. cross platform.
1: Okay. I was going to ask about that. If you're going to design for VR, aren't you going to design so you can port it to everybody?
0: Yes. You would, you would You would think that when you design it, you would want as many people as possible to play it. Right. Um, and that the architecture for each system would not be too different at, at the end yeah. of the day. Um, when it comes to the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, you're just booting up a program. For the PlayStation, you actually have to program for their architecture and their uh, software their internal hardware essentially so it could be a little bit more difficult but it's gotten easier over the years um especially because um not unlike the switch there's a lot of lot of um, third-party indie pl- indie games that have been ported over to other systems as well
1: well and do you have tools like i mean you know when you look at, at programming for for uh, i guess you only have two operating uh systems for phones but it seems like like there are tools to help you
0: yeah there's a lot of game maker tools that are out there Um, some are better for vr stuff uh, versus others that are not Um, it's really about uh, when i think when it really comes to vr is really about programming the camera as being the head so Mm. having a very freeform camera that uh, understands where its location at is especially with the games Um, and then basically the same thing with the controllers basically saying these are your hands, and these are what they do. Um, well, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a lot more technical stuff to it at the end of the day. Well, um, and,
1: and, and part of me what made me realize that the programming, in order to be really good, would have to be really... Um,
0: uh, sophisticated, maybe? Yeah,
1: was actually in Spider-Man, because at some points, depending on what angle I was swinging at, I could see my feet. My feet would come up into the screen, mm-hmm. because if I were really swinging...
0: My you would have that momentum and you would have that lift. And, and, and it would lift feet. my
1: feet. Um, and it made me realize how much um, how I would have to go into designing the software so that it kind of anticipated all the physics.
0: Yes. That there are people that spend uh, entire their entire career just building physics engines for uh, not just video games, for even movies in a lot of cases. Again, I mean, like if you've ever seen... You've seen Frozen, I presume. Oh. Too many times.
1: <laughs> I have granddaughters. They've seen Frozen. Yes.
0: The, uh, if you go back really early in the day, you, the first real movie that actually had humans in it, mm-hmm. um, and DC humans wasn't until The Incredibles when you look at it. That's a lot of, uh, and a lot of that was because yes. hair is very difficult to model in a 3D environment. Yeah. Um, when they finally got to, uh, Sully in, um, Monsters, Inc., Yeah, they kind of figured out hair enough that they could actually try out humans at that point. Yeah, um, and they've been progressively getting better and better with with hair at a certain point because uh, beforehand you might have maybe a hundred to one hundred and fifty strands of hair on a character. Now you have literally like thousands and tens of thousands of strands of hair. Yeah, and trying to program all those bits of hair to all work fluidly in your um, in your machine can be nerve-wracking and so yeah. there's entire physics engines that are designed to tell hair how to move and how to hang and how to be have a certain bounce to it and movement into and it
1: it's, uh, it's interesting because you don't you know physics is science and you just don't mm-hmm. think about that being uh, a necessary part of a game mm-hmm. but but it really is so I mean so it, it, it occurred to me while I saw my
0: well you saw your feet flying my up, red feet there was a lot of like, I account I that to being good quality of a game because it, it, the quality of the notion that, like, if you were swinging, oh, you'd be swinging so hard that your feet would fly up because you're swinging because that's what Spider-Man does. Yeah. I, I, I insist that to quality on a certain level. Oh, um, but, absolutely. But certainly the amount of momentum that you would have had would have been programmed at it to a threshold probably in the game.
1: Well, and, and so it made me really appreciate how much sophistication has to mm. go into this.
0: Um, so, yeah, so... PlayStation VR is probably a great entry point if you don't want to have to uh, mess mess around and muck around with different stuff. Yeah. Um, HTC Vive, again, is probably the more higher-end version with the better graphics on it. Um, and again, being sponsored by being in a partnership with Steam, I think it has the bigger library, especially where Steam is a very robust marketplace um, element to it already where lots of people put up their stuff all the time. Um, especially free games in some cases. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, like if there is a game that you that you liked a lot, you might find out who the developer is and when they come out with their next game. Yeah. Um, there's certainly quite a number of VR games that do charge money for it as well. Um, yeah. So that's not difficult at all. Um, and then you have the Oculus Rift, um, which again is a is probably around the 500 to 600 dollars range. I want to say right now, so it's a little bit cheaper. Um, I, I don't find its motion to be quite as fun, because it doesn't give you the full walk around 360 movement sort of. I element. think the
1: 360 thing is pretty critical to.
0: It helps. They've, they've gotten better. Because it
1: keeps you in that world. If uh, the ability to to turn
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and have the world turn with you um, keeps you in that world. I would think.
0: So, th- so they've actually, I mean com- so they've actually b- done quite a bit of, of research and development on the Rift, um, where now you actually don't even need the camera. So they are, so they are getting to the point of having um, the 3D space element onto it a little bit more so, because it's all the tracking is now done by the helmet alone. Uh-huh. Um, especially now, uh, the Oculus Quest is its own standalone unit. So all you need is just the controllers and the headset, and it tracks where you are, and you can download the games directly through the headset. So it's an all-in-one unit as well. It's in its um, price point. I think around four hundred to five hundred dollars as well. Um, so it's a very and it's also. I mean, one of the few things I don't like about the HTC Vive is it's, is the cables because it can be a little bit easy to trip on those if you if you're not. Well, and attention. I found
1: myself conscious at times that you're conscious would, of it. Yeah, you're conscious of it because it'll hit your feet.
0: So what some people do is they get um, if you remember how you could hang a lamp from the from the a ceiling a hook yeah yeah so some people put hooks on the top of it um, and let the cable kind of run down. I don't do that a because I don't want to put holes in my apartment for my landlord's sake yeah um, but second is that I worry that the cable gets caught on there yeah and like you try to go forward and, like, and your head goes back or something yeah um, especially already in a three D space you can find any number of people that um, get spooked just by touching them as you, you notice when I was when I went to touch you I told you very distinctly yeah. what I was doing yeah because sometimes some people when they get um, even with like a slight nudge or push or if they their foot hits something um, they get they don't have that sense of where they are and they can crash into stuff and fall down lots of videos uh, yeah there's a lot of videos where like people are playing or people are on uh, VR roller coasters and some people will like shake them from behind as they're going down the roller coaster, and they will just spasm and fall in any particular direction.
1: Well, because you are you are sort of immersed.
0: Yes, and it, and your sense of gravity for what it is is right there with you in oh. your head. It's your gravity is a lot of sense. Obviously, is not just what you feel, which is why I wanted you to yeah. take off your shoes so you could feel the carpet underneath you. So You yeah. had that tactile um, understanding of where you were. Yeah. Um, but also it's very much of where your senses are. If your eyes tell you that the gravity should be going this way and your feet tell you something different, your brain sometimes doesn't process that properly.
1: Well, uh, so uh, one of the first things you experience when you take it off, mm-hmm. um, along with the, with the sort of, uh, like, I, I experienced uh, uh, when I first took it off, you're, you're a little spacey. Mm-hmm and everything um and um it wasn't until i took it off that i really experienced the eye fatigue so i realized that my eyes had been working really hard Uh, but the other thing i experienced was sort of an anti-gravity feel in walking you felt lighter i felt lighter at first interesting
0: i don't feel that as much anymore but i think that's more because i've i've done it so many times at this point that it's not new to me at all yeah Um, yeah you
1: would make the transition easily i'm just saying as a first-time player when the thing came off, I felt a little, um,
0: yeah. Your center of gravity was definitely in a different yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's probably the best
0: description. Yeah. Um, so again, back to the Oculus Rift. I, I would recommend it if you're trying to find an entry point in there and you don't feel like you want to spend a lot of money. Um, because you can also keep in mind that the Oculus Rift itself and the HTC Vive do kind of require that you have a nice computer. Yeah, um, and I do have nice computers because I'm a nerd and gamer. Yeah, um, but not everyone does, and that's going be a barrier entry as well. Um, because, I mean, my desktop computer, if I were to buy it now, probably runs around, somewhere around nine hundred dollars. When I put it together, probably ran around about fifteen hundred dollars, or fi- yeah, fifteen hundred dollars, give or take. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm a PC guy, so I. I switch out in and out parts as necessary. Yeah. So something I don't like, I just move it out or uh, oh, I want a bigger hard drive. Okay. Just install a new bigger yeah. hard drive. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I don't like the case. Hey, I put a new case on it. So it's not as if I spent all that at one single point. I've spent it over years, years at this yeah. point, but yeah. Um, it probably can make like two, d- I've probably made like it's huge, <laughs> it's yeah. But that's just the case. I could probably, I could probably fit it in a lot smaller case. It's uh, pretty cool. But the bigger case also allows better airflow too. Yeah. So it keeps yeah. it cooler. Yeah. Um So yeah, I mean, that would be an entry point. Like you couldn't really do this on like a basic Mac Pro or like a work-based PC. Um, you would need something that had a graphics, a dedicated graphics card in it.
1: Creative um, Labs used to make really awesome, no, sound cards. Their thing was sound yeah, cards. Yeah, the
0: uh, Creative Labs were sound cards, yeah. Uh, the big ones are uh, NVIDIA, which uh, was uh, very popular for graphics cards. Also very, very big in cryptocurrency as well.
1: Okay.
0: They they use the graphics cards because of the extra processors on the graphics cards to do the mining for big, for uh, the virtual coins. Oh, okay. So oddly enough, like, again, I mean, like Nvidia is like we didn't mean to do, we didn't mean for our processors to be or uh, for our um, our graphics cards to be used as secondary processors, but that's basically, what they are, they're graphics processors. Yeah. They handle all the hard work that the regular processor would be using. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is Radeon, uh, which has their ATI series of uh, uh, of uh, sound of graphics cards. Excuse me. Um, I can just never understand their, and this is kind of a little bit true of NVIDIA as well. I can't understand their numbering structure. Um, so I have an NVIDIA uh, GTU seven twenty, I believe. And like you can get them in higher numbers as well. Just, this one just happens to be better than even some of those higher numbers. I don't understand their naming convention or their, or anything. It boggles my brain. All I know is there's DD5 DDR5 RAM built into the graphics card, which is really good RAM. At the end of the day, I'll have to explain. I'll have to present my um, how computers work uh, to you at one point. I came up with a very clever analogy for it.
1: I would enjoy that.
0: So. Um,
1: be a, that'd be a good topic,
0: too. Could be a good topic. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so the Oculus Rift and the HTC vibe, especially the HTC vibe, really do kind of expect you to have a good home computer um, that's really that's pretty powerful. Um, the other thing you're probably going to want to have is a fair amount of space. So um, I have a fairly decent-sized living room. and Yeah,
1: you have a good-sized
0: living room. I, I w- and I've actually mapped out the space to be about a 5x6, 30-foot sort of square-foot area.
1: To, oh, for the actual for the VR actual thing, VR and then space, it, a little yeah.
0: bit more so in that.
1: Um, I would say it's like ten by ten. Really? Yeah.
0: Uh, maybe 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 a ten by ten space, maybe.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty good size.
0: Uh, maybe like a seven by eight, maybe.
1: So it's a space without anything in it. W-
0: without anything in it, and again, I mean. Um, no
1: footstools. No no ottomans. No footstools,
0: no no, ottomans, coffee tables. Um, in fact, actually one of the cool things is that when you are uh, setting up the room for the, H- for the HTC Vibe, it has the little uh, Steam stick figure guys in there. Yeah. Uh, they actually show people moving out the furniture, as much furniture as they can, to the walls. Yeah. And then you actually, what you do with the controllers, you actually trace the edge of the wa- of the space. So you actually get down to the ground, and you actually are tracing the space of that so way. So that's
1: how it how it knew when I was too close to the sofa and stuff. Yeah. So
0: okay. uh, and that was one of the things with the HTC Vive. I, I know the Oculus Rift does it too. Um, I don't know if the PlayStation VR does it because I've never actually seen that pl- platform before, but it will, um, in the HTC Vibe, it has a little hex grid uh, to the wall spaces. Yeah, and so, so, you, so you know when you, clo- yeah, you, yeah, so you get too close to it, it'll tell you, you when you get You get too the grid
1: close. outline, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so that's when you know that you're. You still um, see
1: the graphics, it's just a light grid.
0: Yeah, it's just a, like a light grid that kind of comes up, and that's yeah. how you know that you are um, too close to the edge, and so you might either want to back up or recenter yourself.
1: Well, but Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Uh, so yeah. Um, so the big ultimate question here, should anybody try VR? I want to say everybody should.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, especially right now when, when you're shelter in place and you're stuck at home and, and you don't have a lot of outside stimulation and be great outside stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I kind of like that idea. And the okay. fact that you could interact with, um, like the dog, for example, mm-hmm. um, tells me that you could probably sort of interact with
0: people yeah oh yeah so one of the big games is known as VR chat it's basically just people with their own avatars chatting with one another Um, but it's the hardcore gamer crowd that do that so it's not yeah so it's it's very um, tricky to actually find other people and just naturally talk with them Um, it's like I I kind of equate it to going out to Central Park and trying to strike up conversations with random people yeah, you know it's like, hey, how are you doing? And it's a lot of Russians as well. I find. Oh okay. But it's fine. I mean, like Russians are allowed to game.
1: Yeah, oh, well, it's it, it, it's interesting you say that because I I view the Russian society having I've only been there once, but um, as being somewhat isolated.
0: Oh no, they have a very very rich gaming culture. I mean. Oh well,
1: yeah, but but if you're isolated, that's where you would turn for your social mm-hmm. probably yeah. interaction. That's interesting. Um, so, so, you know, I, first of all, I, I believe everybody should experience things. So Uh, that's just an overall, that's an overall thing. Um, so yes, I believe everybody should do it. I think, um, you need to go into it with a willingness to just make yourself open.
0: Yeah. This is, this is one of those times in which, um, if you can do it, if you, if you can, um, or you're willing to invest into it, it's kind of an also uh, a realization that more stuff will come out for this later that gets better. Keep in mind, Spider-Man okay. didn't come out until just last year. Okay. Um, and before that, I was saying, you know, I was very much a very open statement, um, saying that they need to have some sort of game that lets you be a superhero. Yeah. Because again, the second you become Batman, there's a Batman version out there as well, Um, But the second you become like Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, Iron Man, you know, anything with a man in front of it, you know, like this game, you know, this platform changes, you know, your entire way. Oh, I want
1: to be Captain Marvel. Yeah,
0: I mean, even better, Captain Marvel. I mean, that's 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 perfect. But I think it really does change your relationship to be able to interact with this kind of technology. Um, And again, it is... Um, again, there's been quite a number of VR games in which have been kind of touch and go. Like um, they had one of the Fushionari Shrine, which would have been really cool to kind of walk through in and of yeah, itself. Nice it's full cool shrine. Um, but it does All
1: those Tori gates?
0: All those Tori gates, yeah. But it doesn't work properly in VR, and it's actually quite a letdown. Because the models are not very good, and it's not. I, I was really hoping that it was somebody with a 3D camera that just walked around through the entire space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, and so that's one of the things that are, you know, we, and we talked about this when I first started, when I first put on the headset, is um, we, you know, I, I, I work for a real estate holding company, and, um, and we do virtual tours, especially right now during Shelter-in-Place, mm-hmm. uh, virtual tours of vacant spaces. And you drop yourself, you know, you go online, and you drop yourself on the dot, and you click on the dot, and that moves you through the space. Yep. And this uses some of that same...
0: Ideal, the idea of yeah. technology to, yeah. to
1: move you through the space, and um, and so you know, especially with Google Earth, moving through the Grand Canyon
0: mm-hmm.
1: and things like that. Um, it would be a good way to just take an hour and go see something you were curious to see. Yep. I took you and showed you Notre Dame.
0: Oh yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah, and um, and, uh, and, uh, uh, Palais and and the Palais de and and the Conciergerie Louvre. and the Louvre, and. Um, and so if you wanted to to take an hour in the middle of the day and just go somewhere
0: yeah again i mean i spent again so the first like week i had it day one was beat saber day two was the lab day three was google earth it was just going to different places that i'd never been to before uh, and just kind of walking around and seeing what it was and again you get you get it from like the you know it sounds kind of funny but like the king kong or the godzilla sort of perspective yeah uh which is kind of interesting Um, But you
1: can drop down and walk the street. Yeah, it
0: gives you you the street view option as well. Um, And you can actually even just tab through it like you would normal street view uh, in in there. Um, And yeah, I think it's super interesting at a a certain level to just be able to walk around through these different spaces.
1: Well, I would love when planning travel um, because I I plan travel for a, a, a group of 16. And um, I would love when I'm, when I'm looking at spaces right now. I mean, I'm using the internet to find things and try to map out where we could go and what a logical path is that allows us to do as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great to be able to walk on the cobblestone streets um, and, and sort, of, sort of better know my way around before I get there. Oh, you know, yeah. Right now I use Google Earth for some of that. Because mm-hmm. I could tell you that the hotel we're going to stay at in Colombia has a uh, Juan Valdez coffee shop in the ba- in the uh, on the ground floor. Nice. Thrills me um, because I like my coffee. Um, but, um, you know, to be able to walk the streets this way and really have more of an experience of it would be, um, from a travel perspective, really cool.
0: It is, I find it very nice because, again, I mean, if you get a... A view of it ahead of time, you might it might help you see it and catch it when you see it right away. Um, I, I again, I used some of it for when we were in Japan um, to see some of the places we were going at, especially uh, Dotonbori.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then also, oh which,
1: oh, which was awesome. Yeah. I
0: would love to use
1: it to um, select hotels. I, one, mean,
0: well, you, I mean, I mean, that's one of those things that I've, I've kind of helped. I mean, because. So when I was looking for apartments, again, I u- they had a, um, for apartments.com, they use some of that technology occasionally. So it's a little tripod with with four ca- four or five cameras on it and it lets you kind yeah. of look around the space and they let you move through an apartment to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, I would love to do that more for hotels because I think it would give you a nice sense of where you are at and what's going on as well. So it might give you a better impression of the hotel you're staying at.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think that's also an element of, the hotel willing to um, do that at the same time, too.
1: I think more and more, though, it, you know, as they have to become competitive in, in the hospitality space, which is going to become tremendously Fair, competitive. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, got, I got an absolute deal at a boutique hotel in, in Philadelphia a, a couple of weeks ago. I was amazed at the rate for where I was staying.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I know. I, I think there's <laughs> another reason for that, too. But
1: Well, yeah, no, I understand that, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying
0: oh no yeah no i I mean the more people you can get to your building right now especially because of covid i think would be the the better because again there's hotels literally starving for guests right now yeah they're they're in like a literal starving craze right now for 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 stuff yeah um but back to vr um if you're interested in getting vr what i'd recommend is trying to find somewhere to give it a try first. I I do really think that you should give something like this a try before you get invested in it. Uh, Our lovely city of San Jose has the tech museum in which they were showcasing uh, both the Vive and the Oculus Rift, so I got to try one of them out. And that's what really kind of sold me in the notion that I want to try this out and I'll get it for myself. Um, It's it's about an hour a day and you really shouldn't allow preteens and children to use this for a pretty long period of time. Because their eyes are still developing, and you don't want to yeah. stagnate that on any particular level. So if you yeah. allow like a child or children to use this, I would keep it to under fifteen to twenty minutes at most. Okay. Probably less a, li- a little bit even, just because you don't want to uh, strain children on any particular. You really level.
1: start feeling it at that hour mark.
0: Yeah, about an hour in, you really do have start getting an eye your eyes strained, and you also body feels a little bit more heavier depending on what you've been doing. Again, yeah. If you're playing B Saber, um, which again used to be like a half hour every day, some days. Um, that's a good workout.
1: Well, and I watched you do that and that was really cool to watch because it was very much like a dance.
0: Mm-hmm. I would also done that song so many times. I was, just, I got bored after a point So was like, Oh, I got to make this look interesting. I'll do with the DDR well, you, guys you were,
1: Yeah, you were, yeah, it was pretty cool. Moving to
0: either side and swinging my yeah. arms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, again, if you're interested in this again, kind of do a little, you, I would highly recommend doing a little bit of research um, to understand what you need to get into it. There are, um, especially with the HTC Vive, I don't know what the Oculus Rift, they have, uh, applications that'll test your computer to see if it's compatible with, uh, with the one of the different various systems. And even if that's not the case, again, the Oculus uh, Quest d- is its own standalone unit. Um, I can't speak to it too much because I've never actually used it myself. Yeah. Um, but it is a standalone unit that is... Fairly robust and doesn't require a hefty computer to get into it at all. Um, but again, just keep in mind that it is um, a technology that you know is a fairly hefty entry point, and not something I would recommend just getting into on a lark. Do do some research, figure out what games are out there for you that you might be interested in, and maybe that's your entry point and your rationale for getting it. Okay. Um, I'm going to post some more interesting um, information on our blog as far as uh, some of the different systems here. Um, and when you can check out that blog at www.nerdtutorialpodcast, all is one word. Um, and again, we have all of the show notes there as well uh, for every episode that we do, as well as um, if we do review episodes like TV shows, we try to put up clips of the various episodes. Doctor Who, oddly enough, has little teasers for every single episode on YouTube. It was perfect. <laughs> it really was perfect for that. Because all I had to do is just pull up the, the trailer for it. That yeah. The, like episodes? the little like 30 second 60 second sort of like you know next episode sort of little bits and it would show it was perfect um, so we post all that information there we continue the conversation on facebook.com forward slash nerd tutorial podcast as well um, and it's a great way to find out when the next episode comes up because I try to post them right one after another after they come up um, and if you want to give me any sort of ideas for future topics or you want to s- Follow some of the topics we are currently following um, from previous episodes because we follow all our all the topics we've ever followed are on Twitter. You can check us out at nerd, tutorial, nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter. Um, and if you want to have a suggestion or you have an idea for future topics, let me know. I'm always interested in new topics. Um, but on behalf of my mom and myself, we thank you so much. We hope that you stay safe in these weird times. And we'll see you again next time.
1: Bye.